Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. I'm so excited that you joined us today. I have a huge news. At least I'm very excited about it and I wanted to celebrate that news with you. Our show passed 1 million downloads a couple weeks ago. And this has been a surreal experience for me. I never thought that this passion project will get downloaded this much. And honestly, I wouldn't be able to continue doing this podcast without your support. I know many of you guys have been emailing me, write us reviews. And since I do this only for you and to help you have fulfilling sexual life, all this emails and messages has been very encouraging. So as part of my gift to you, I decided to mail anyone in the United States who writes us an honest review on iTunes during the month of June, a bottle of Uber Loop. So uh, one of the things I always recommend to my, to my clients is to use Loop for all sorts of sexual experiences. And Uber Loop is one of those loops that I use myself. And I like that it's it doesn't create allergies. It doesn't have funky smell. And, and I'm not an affiliate with them or they're not our sponsor. But I thought that would be a great gift for you. So if you write us a review in the month of June, uh, you can send me a picture of it via direct messaging on Instagram, or you can email me at Dr. Moali at Oasis to Care with your mailing address. And I will send you a bottle of my favorite lube. So I hope that I will hear from many of you guys, because the more reviews that we get in iTunes, it helps us to reach a broader audience. Today, we're going to continue with our conversation around sex and its impact on our sexuality. Our focus today is going to be on impact of religion on people's sexuality. I know many of the religions, they, they have this sex negative approaches when it comes to specifically premarital sex. And many of my clients, at least, and my friends, they internalize those messages. And it becomes very difficult for them, even when they are in monogamous marriages, to allow themselves to enjoy sex. So today we're going to talk about the steps you can get to heal some of those religious shame that you're experiencing. Our guest today is Dr. Sani Motamedi. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and has been blessed to be conducting therapy for 20 years. She has a doctorate in clinical psychology from Chicago School of Professional Psychology and additional training in marriage and family therapy. Throughout her training, she has received training in vast array of areas within psychology, including trauma therapy, couples therapy, sex therapy, and mindfulness. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Motamedi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have Dr. Sani Motamedi on our show today. Dr. Motamedi, welcome to our show. Hi, thank you for inviting me and being here. I'm so excited. 
I am very excited as well because I know we talked about this topic of religion and sex and shame piece of it a little bit offline. And I think this is a topic that comes up a lot, at least in my practice. I work with many couples and individuals that they want to have a more positive sexual output, but their background, their religious background at times get in the way of them showing up the way they want in their sexual life. So tell us, based on your clinical experiences, how does religion can affect people's sexuality? Well, first of all, I just want to like a little bit introduce myself. Like my approach in therapy is very holistic. So I do believe that mind and body and spirit, they all have to work together and to become whole and become healthy. So I see everything from that perspective that none of them are separate. And in in order to have physical and mental health, we need to bring them all together. And based on that, I feel that religions through the years, probably most of the religions through the years, based on what I know is like uh, starting from Christianity or evangelist Christianity, at some point there is start to separate body from spirit or mind from body. And that create so much issue in people's sexuality and how they act and how they appear in their sexual life. And I, I agree with you that I see it across the board. So I, I not only see people with come from Muslim, Islamic background, I work with people from all sorts of different background and they they share with me that they struggle. Like if there is this component of shame for them connected to to their sex and sexuality. So at times they say it's even hard for them to connect with their sexual self. So tell us, do you see any connection between shame and religion when it comes to sexuality? Yeah, I I, I, I do. And I think part of it, I think, I think reli- generally, I think like religion is something that are really embedded in all our behavior and our ethic and moral wanted or not wanted or believe or not believe like a lot of our ethic do or don't comes from religion religions and most of the time are like cultural we even like people that i've seen even like in islamic culture or people that grow up like christian culture that even they're not practicing religion they still have those moral and ethics so as I mentioned that, you know, I, I start like growing up, like starting from childhood, the shame start like, you know, because we always been taught that body and like being familiar with our genital and sexuality is something bad. So when like a child, like, you know, a boy or girl start to, you know, touching themselves from early ages, five years or four years old, we start to kind of stopping them and telling them that's bad. You're not supposed to touch your genital. You're not, you're not supposed to explore it. And that shame, I think, starts from that. And I think that comes from our religious belief that sexuality is something bad and our giving attention to our sexuality and our private part is not something that we need to explore and know till we get married or at right time. 
Absolutely. I see the same pattern as well. And you're right. That big part of it comes from what kind of a messages we give our children when it comes to them, like touching their genital. And I think sometimes parents, they get very worried. They think that they say it's sinful. It's wrong. At time, they take their kids to take a bath, all sorts of strategies that people are applying. And it's kind of like instill this feeling of genital is dirty. You shouldn't touch yourself. And whether it's kind of a direct messages or indirect messages, people start to learn that, okay, sexuality is wrong. I don't want to be connected with that piece of me. And I love that you have this holistic approach because if we have a holistic approach, we cannot necessarily disown part of ourselves because I know yeah. many of the creativity and lots of great things can ca- happen from this erotic place. And again, I it's not even as an adult, something that many of my clients, they follow those religions and religious studies anymore, but it is embedded in them. And they want to change it. So, and I've seen, historically, I've been seeing two groups of people. Some people that like they kind of, they're not necessarily following their religion. And they, but there is this subgroup of people that they want to kind of work on their sexual shame, but they just don't want to abandon their religious values. So tell us, how do you support people to navigate this path? Yeah, and I, I understand. And as I said, like I've seen it too in my own practice that even people are not religion when it comes to sexuality, they have same values. So, you know, if they like came from religious background that is, even they don't believe what their parents believe, they feel guilty if they turn to pornography, if they have, you know, premarital sex or affair or whatever it just come when it gets to those stuff then they brings their uh, religious value and it's important to kind of understand first of all why they feel this way and where they shame came from i think that's important to be curious and as i said you know it's just from early on could be to even like i feel like you know like if, you know being like teenager like what what was our sex education about the you know risk it's about std nothing no one ever talks about uh, what is pleasure and how to explore and why we have to get intimate physically and what is this really about and does it have any potential for something more than even pleasure and these are a question that i think is important for one to ask and explore that where where is my shame came from why i don't feel comfortable with my body and does it come from my upbringing which my parents had religious background and once you all understand that when once you explore that then coming to understand that that this what is this about why uh, what is the sex about for for me i feel like we are social being and hardwire for relationship. At the same time, we are hardwire for sex, sex. So we want to have sex. And I believe that it's important to understand that these two needs to come together. You know, uh, it's just focusing on this is something bad and it's pleasure. Uh, this is something like only for for marriage, for love, for procreation, they all both create conflict and shame. So when we do one, we're like shameful of like 
one and, and another one and vice versa. And you're right that it's helpful to identify the source. And many times, my at least the people that I come across with in my practice, they are able to see, okay, this is comes from like the sex negative sex education that I received. Perhaps this came from my family religious belief that it's not necessarily even my my parents chose to follow that faith. It was something that handed passed to them and then I inherited this. But for them, for at least like as you mentioned, big part of it, at least for my clients, is that now it's almost become part of who they are in a even in a physiological way. I have people that they want to have sexual openness, but they, they tell me they develop all sorts of sexual dysfunctions and they're not able to function well in their relationship or in any realm of sexuality that they're interested in and they're just not they cannot bridge the gap between okay this is that I don't something I don't want I was from my past and this is what's going on right now so tell us what are some of the steps that you have for for someone that might be interested to healing some some of this religious sexual shame I think first I want to people understand that really as i said at some point in 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 history religions sexuality becomes something bad and you know start to talk about purity and you know virgin and you know all that stuff and like forbidden premarital sex and all that stuff and and become something bad but before that, in a many, many, many years ago, like Chinese and Hinduism, sex was very divine act. Mm-hmm. It was something that was very sacred. It was something that through your sexual interaction, you evolve, you transcend. I think it's very important to understand that one of the ways that helped to overcome your shame is understand that this is something that can help you to transcend. And I've seen so many people that they had abuse in their life. They've been abused in their life sexually. And through their physical relationship, they healed. So there is so much potential in sexuality and connection between two people can really not only heal your past experience, but help you to evolve as a person and as you're becoming more spiritual and connected to your higher self or divine or whatever you believe. So that has helped many people to understand that the potential of just sexuality, that how it can be really something incredibly with so much potential for your healing for your transcending and changing yourself. And I love that. And I, I, I've done some reading and I'm familiar with some aspect of like the field of sexuality that's connected to spirituality. And you're right that many of the ancient religious teaching incorporated using sex and sexuality, which, which is fantastic. But so if someone want to move from the place of shame to kind of like lean into this different approach to sexuality, what are some of the kind of like the changes they need to make in their life? Yeah, I think, as I said, first, it's like, you know, understand that uh, this is not bad. And that's first a step and understand that sex is not only for pleasure, but also is something that is about two people connecting and it's about a relationship and how it can really help the relationship. 
So if I know that my shame, if I know that I'm connected to someone sexually and that will help me to not only help our relationship, but also help me, that's one way to deal with it. And that's important to understand first step. And another way, as I said, is just people start to just be curious about themselves and sexuality and just try to explore themselves and just try to do different, you know, either with the help of sex therapists like you or myself or their own way, try to relax themselves and regulate their emotions of their body and start to explore their body, what they like, what they enjoy, what they don't like, and where are those feelings coming from? Another way is, and I think it's important to deal with shame again. And, and as I said, a lot of this religion perspective and grow up, real, I, I feel like they, it traumatized people. And I've seen over and over my clients, you know, they say like, oh, if my partner touched me, I, I have spasm, I contract myself, I get heartbeat and I don't feel like I, I close myself. And to me, that's, that's like pretty much trauma, you know, <laughs> that's a trauma response. Yeah, and I think that's that's important to know that when we experience trauma, and that's one of my, my other passion is trauma, is like I think it's important to when we traumatize with something, is the first step is to understand how we can regulate our body and our ourselves. So when we have this kind of a reaction, how we can calm ourselves, how we can ground ourselves, how we can regulate and we can and the beauty of the relationship is you can do it with someone that you love and go through this through the shame of the trauma that you experience with your partner i agree with you and and i think that's what a beautiful comparison of okay what what many people say like when they partner touch themselves or anyone touch touch them they recoil and you're right that is the trauma response and i think it's important for people to kind of focus on as you mentioned kind of like giving themselves permission to kind of pay attention on show what shows up for them in their body when, the, when someone touches them, where am I right now? And it's not necessarily about pushing yourself, kind of like muscling through this act, which kind of create more of a negative loop, exactly. but kind of like leaning into the relationship, kind of paying attention to your body, what kind of a messages that your body gives you with the relational part of it. Tell us more about how can a relationship could play as a play a role in healing process. Yeah, as I said, I see the sexual relationship as something it's a whole body and mind and soul integration to become whole. And to me, it has so much potential that, as I said, in ancient Hindu and Chinese, they experience divine through sexual interaction. And there are so many sources out there like Tantra or different type similar perspective and ideology about how to experience divine. And through this like connection, people can heal and transcend. And one can do it by creating this sacred space and connecting to each other, not only for sake of sexual pleasure, but for the sake of getting closer and connecting. You know, being familiar with each other and with it, an understanding. So, for example, one can talk about to someone that they love about their past sexual trauma or abuse, whatever. And I think that, you know, creating that a space that someone else that creating that safety 
that they, the other person can just hold the space and be with them and hear them and understand them, why they're intimate physically, why they're naked next to each other, then touch each other and soothe each other and go from there. What feels comfortable? What doesn't? It feels comfortable. I will continue doing that. If it's not, let's like, you know, visit the, uh, the place later and talk about it and how we regulate it. And, and as you said, a lot of breathing technique that, you know, there are a lot, a lot of tantric breathing that the couple that they, they can do and they exchange inhale and exhale, which is really, really powerful meditation practices that there are like for couples that again bringing that energy and integrate that energy together they're all like so many beautiful ways you know a sexual relationship can bring healing to people's life and i love all of those recommendations and sometimes what i see that can become tricky when two people come from a kind of conservative background that they had negative sex, negative education, and they are almost, in a sense, traumatized, as you mentioned, and they are re-triggering each other. And it's really hard to create that safe space for each other if that's not something that you are able to cultivate. So what are some of the recommendations you have for those couples? I think it's important both sides understand each other in that case and give each other a space and just maybe they can take turn like one day it's my turn to kind of create that space for you. And, and if we can shift the goal of sexuality is for me, like it's important to shift that instead of just having pleasure and having orgasm or a climax, changing and shifting the goal that this is the way to connect deeper to my partner, to someone, to deepen my relationship with that person, to help myself to feel something deeper and become one with someone. And that's important. That helps to create empathy. That creates to be patient. That, that, that helps people to know that, no, because I think one of the biggest problem in our sexuality these days, and because people, and a lot of the issues that people turn, they don't feel fully satisfied in one's relationship, and they all turn to either like different people or pornography, I think it's because people are not fully satisfied. And their goal of sexual intimacy is only, you know, having orgasm or climax and you, you know, give me orgasm, I give you and what are they? And it's just, I feel like the meaning is lost. And I feel this, this is something that it's more like mind and this is my goal, you know, like we need to meet that goal. Whereas if you look at it as is, this is, this is something that could be very intimate to your heart. If you open your heart and just say, no, this is, this is divine connection. This is, very sacred connection. I want to be intimate. I want to be closer. I want to know you. I want to feel you through your body and not uh, like, okay, I'm getting close to you because we have to have sex or what, what, so what, what should I do? And that's why I think they trigger with people trigger each other because I was like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I can't get like my orgasm. Oh, I didn't get either. Or you got it. I didn't get it. So that kind of thing, because the goal is what to the orgasm and pleasure is the goal of the uh, sexual intimacy and not just the deeper connection and evolving and healing and opening our body energy and everything else. 
And I think that is a very beautiful way of looking at how you can support your partner and support yourself through this sexual shame. Because even in the cases, trauma cases, that's not sexual related and sexuality related, we use body as a source of comfort and creating grounding. So these kind of sexual exchanges can be a way for you to co-regulate and you can kind of like use your body to calm down your nervous system and kind of being present. Yeah. And then like bringing your love because, you know, when we do co-regulation, which usually we, we do like as a therapist, we do. But I think what is like, you know, differentiate that with like regular a relationship is, you know, in intimate relationship, there is a love element that somebody des- desire you and you desire somebody that desire and wanting and you want that person, everything you want to be with that person, not only physically, but to spend time, but share many things, your joy, your happiness, your sorrow, that desire, I think it comes from heart and important to, you know, like see that the importance of the sexual relationship is the heart element and that bring the tremendous potential to our sexual intimacy and relationship. And I'm so glad you brought the soulfulness piece of it. It's funny that like the other day I was working with a couple and the, actually it was a heterosexual couple and the male client was saying that like, you know, I'm no longer interested in sex because our sexual experiences are not soulful. And he was referring to what you were talking about, that kind of wanted to have that emotional, kind of like a soulful person-to-person connection. And I don't necessarily know we were talking about it. I don't think necessarily even means like you have to be in this deep relationship with the person. It's just the experience of truly seeing another human being and another soul and being at their presence. Exactly. And I think this is really... That's what is common right now that, you know, unfortunately, our sexuality is turning to just only for sake of pleasure. And just the relationship, the connection of human to human, seeing someone and connecting your body and understanding someone and be soulful. That's something that's missing in, in, in sexuality these days. And that, I think that's one of the things people like not really fully satisfied and they are not only satisfied they're with their own partner, that's why they, you know, people want in you know, a multi partners and like whatever. And I, I think that's a main issue. But not being Yeah, and and I'm not fully satisfied because it's just one mainly pleasure. And then I feel like this has to be mind, body and soul. That it's not only focused on the pleasure physically, but it has to bring other elements to fully you feel like fully satisfied. Right. And I believe that you can break some of those sexual shame barriers through different kind of somatic and physiological practices, kind of like a, exactly. a, with your partner. And I think those things can be helpful. So if, if someone kind of noticed that they know that, okay, this is this, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to kind of like get weighted down by this negative belief that I cultivated from whether it's my religion, from my culture, from my past. What do you recommend them to do as far as like leaning into those relational aspect of kind of like leaning into a relationship with themselves or with the other person to get some healing? As you said, that, that somatic, somatic work is very like good way of dealing with that. I use a lot of like somatic work and embodiment it's important couple either by themselves or with practitioner 
work on their body, like opening their energy, work on the part of their body that is traumatized and like has that the shame that affect the different part of their body. I think it's very important through like breathing, energy work, you know, affirmation, different. There, there are so many ways that, you know, working with people's shame and trauma um, has been helpful that apply to sexual shame as well. How can one determine what's a good affirmation for them when they're doing this healing, when they're going through this healing journey? Um, you mean like what are the good affirmations for them? Like, you know, I feel like affirmation could be a positive thing people can use, but at times people get stuck. What would be the affirmation that I need to focus on in order to kind of address this challenge? Yeah, just the reminder. Affirmation is something really powerful and it can reset our mind, our unconscious mind. So one can use affirmation in many ways to reset their mind and deal with a lot of their mental issues and focus on the goal and many, many other benefits of it. So with this is not exception and the, you know, sexuality and shame, I, I believe there's so many things. And because there are so many affirmations that can be great, wonderful, and because the root comes from, and depends on the person, but because the root comes like, I'm not enough, I don't like my body or like my body is not pretty or it's not in good shape or all that is stuff along those lines or for many women like like they're just things like it's bad to have pleasure or it's dirty affirmation that along those lines that kind of negate those unconscious belief is helpful such as like I'm, I'm i'm beautiful my body is sacred my body is beautiful calm i'm in control I connect to my partner through my body to create healing. Yeah, these kind of affirmation, you know, I'm healed. I'm in control of my body. I can, you know, give pleasure and have pleasure. So this kind of affirmation. And I think even when people are doing affirmation, affirmation, they might not necessarily kind of feel a huge shift at the beginning, but it's a matter of like, it's a reminder, as you mentioned, that helps them to shift their perspective. And I believe that for many people, sexual shame is very deep rooted. And it requires different strategies for people to kind of implement to make the movement toward the change that they want to have and kind of like create a sexuality they want to uh, create for themselves. So I know that you have your practice and you are a sex therapist. So if people are interested to learn more about your uh, practice, uh, what are some of the good places that they can check it out? Yeah, right now I think of my most activities on Instagram my page, Dr. Sunny Motamedi. So at D-R-S-U-N-N-Y-M-O-T-A-M-E-D-I. So at Dr. Sunny Motamedi. And that's our my main activity and I uh, write about. And mostly I focus on trauma and how we can regulate it, which I think that's the big part of shame and sexuality. Excellent. So I'll leave a link to Dr. Motamedi's full bio in the show note. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise with us. And this was a lovely conversation. Thank you very much for having me. And it was great talking to you. 
I hope you guys found our conversation useful. I know that sometimes some of these negative messages that we received around sex and sexuality are very deep rooted and it's stem from our religious background. So it's important to work on unlearning those unuseful messages. At the end, also, I have an invitation for you. I created this quiz few months ago that will help you to assess what are some of the barriers in your life in having a, for having a fulfilling sexual life. The quiz is, is specifically for women and it will take about 10 to 15 minutes max, but mo- mostly close to 10, 10 minutes. So if you're curious about how you can improve your sex life, my recommendation is to take the quiz. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.